welcome to the Transit Lounge. I'm your host, Chandra. As a recovering workaholic, I want to explore how you can do more of what you love without burning out. I'm on a mission to promote true well-being, the contented state of being happy, healthy, and prosperous. Through interviews with savvy entrepreneurs, authors, and industry experts, we'll share insights, inspiration, and practical tips on how you can be CEO you in the business of your life. Let's go. Hello, and welcome back. Thank you for being here and, and being part of the Transit Lounge community. It really means a lot to me that you're listening today, so thank you. Today's episode is actually going to be taking a bit of a different approach to my usual Pollyanna positivity view. Uh, and we're going to explore how to know if it's time for you to quit. And I don't like to think of myself as a quitter, but I'm starting to think that actually it might be good for me to get better at quitting some things sooner. Because I have a bit of a habit, I think, of staying on things for longer than I maybe could do. And so I'm kind of curious about building my quitter muscle. And this applies in a few different contexts, which we're going to have a look at. But why I think this is important and worth exploring is because sometimes you can just keep doing things because that's what seems easiest or safest or familiar. Or it's just because we don't know what else to do. But I'm not sure that that's exactly the best approach that's going to serve you well. Now, I think my strong family upbringing and work ethic has a lot to do with my tendency to hang on and keep pushing through beyond where perhaps there are clues that it might be time for me to move on in some way. So a couple of uh, personal examples. One was when I was younger, probably in my early 20s, I guess, I know that I stayed with at least one boyfriend for probably about a year longer than I probably could have or should have. And really what I mean by that is that was about a year longer beyond the point where I think I really knew that it wasn't really what I wanted in a relationship longer term. A year. Is that normal? I don't know. I mean, I know I really liked him and everything and felt connected in, in many ways, but I really couldn't see a long-term future with him. He was a really nice guy and I think I didn't want to hurt him. And I guess our lives felt quite entangled and intertwined. And so it just seemed easier to stay. But for a year, like that's, that's terrible. But then on a work front, I have been in at least one situation, in fact, there's probably a couple that come to mind, where I know I stayed on in that role for a long, long time past the point where I really felt a disconnect and I was staying out of some kind of self-imposed sense of duty or something. In fact, for one of those roles, <laughs> this is a bit embarrassing, for one of those roles, I actually remember that at one point when I was working there, Mick and I were considering, seriously considering, looking at buying a, a villa in Bali. We actually did a research trip to go and specifically look at different villas that were for sale in different areas to assess, you know, what we were looking for and logistics and prices and all that kind of thing. Now, we actually, as a result of that trip, made the decision not to do it for various reasons. And afterwards, I was actually really disappointed that we weren't going ahead 
even though I knew it was the right decision for us to not buy in Bali, I felt disappointed. And when I was honest with myself about what I was really disappointed about was that actually I realized that I had been telling myself or priming myself that if we did buy a villa in Bali, then it would be the perfect excuse that I needed to be able to quit my job. What the hell? Yeah, I totally realized that part of the appeal of buying a villa, a house in another country was that if we bought it, then we'd be likely to move there for at least a little while. And that would be my excuse to resign. Unbelievable. Like I would, I know I was actually looking for a reason, an excuse outside of just my own dissatisfaction or discontent. I was looking for an excuse to give myself permission to quit a job that was no longer serving me. And this is what I'm talking about, this tendency to hang on and push through. But what about you? When, when you know there's something that you suspect that you need to quit, what do you do? Do you just jump straight in and kind of pull the ripcord and go, yeah, I'm done. I'm out of here or I'm not doing this anymore. Do you flaff around like I have done sometimes in the past? Or do you have rules that you make up for yourself like, oh, when X happens, then I'll stop or then I'll leave. I got to a point where my friend Tony Pipicelli used to get all nervous whenever I was going to fly somewhere, especially when I was living in Sydney and going back to Perth to visit my family. That time on the plane, I referred to as shut up, think and feel time. And often I would come back to Sydney and I would say to her, right, I've been thinking. And from now on, blah, blah, blah. I've decided that this is happening. And so I think that that's where I then flipped to the other side of instead of flapping about it, I just got very decisive and just got clear on what the issue was and made some rules for myself that I felt were kind of more empowering rules rather than rules to hold me back. Because the thing is, I think there's something to be said for recognizing when it's time to persevere and be resilient and to continue on with something and when it's actually time to bail out or to pull the ripcord. And that, I think, is what self-awareness is. It's about knowing the difference between those two and being in a place of integrity with yourself to take action in line with that instinct or the intuition about is this time to buckle down and push through or is it time to bail out? The other thing that is a benefit of getting better at this is that when you get good at recognizing the things that it's time to quit and you take action with them sooner rather than later is that I think it can have the impact of creating a great sense of momentum and alignment when you take action in line with what's serving you and with your higher vision. There's a quote by Einstein that you probably may have heard, which is that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And when you don't quit, when it's time to quit, a couple of things can actually happen from my own experience and from clients that I have been working with over the past couple of years. You can start to get pretty grumpy and you also get feedback in other forms, which I think are just signs that it's really time for you to quit whatever that thing is. For me, when in the work context, I was feeling like maybe it was time to move on, but I was holding back for some reason my body always kicks in to give me a bit of a rev up. For example, I would get sick 
my sleep would get very unsettled and obviously it depends on the area of your life that you're looking at in terms of having something to quit but from that work context it can also show up as an increase in lack of attention to detail resentment kicking in and grisliness frustration and procrastination and which all of which leads to complete inefficiency it's all just a classic disconnection and distancing between you and the thing that you're trying to quit it's trying to give you a shove to help you make a move and whether you think that that is the universe or god or spirit or uh, intuition or angels whatever you call it there's something that's trying to give you this feedback as a way of giving you a bit of a shove along because then if you really really ignore all those signals and don't make a move on your own then I have seen multiple times for myself and for others in my life where what's called the universal boot kicks in which can be things that are outside of your control that come your way to give you that shove like being made redundant or the person you've been thinking about finishing a relationship with uh, breaks up with you or major health issues or major stuff ups and oversights at work leading someone to get fired or under disciplinary action things like that so when it's time to quit you're going to be getting feedback and the question is are you self-aware enough to notice that feedback and to do something about it so when it's time to quit what do, what do I mean by that now it could literally mean or be about that it's time to quit your job or your business maybe it has run its course and you're ready for something new it's no longer serving you and inspiring you you're not feeling like you're growing and contributing in meaningful ways and that's okay from a project management perspective I remember when I first heard the term pivot and I really love it because it sort of it gives a label that sounds still quite proactive around creating change it doesn't mean that what you've been doing was wrong or not good enough it's just that you're pivoting you're changing direction slightly or from a quitting perspective it could be that it's time to quit a relationship not even just a romantic relationship it could be people in your life who the conversations and interactions that you have with them have fallen into some habits that are just not positive for you anymore or that you're just not enjoying or they might be habits that you've developed that are just really not good for you or for others uh, Mick and I declared recently we feel like we've developed this new habit of eating gluten-free twisties yep <laughs> it's really funny how things just work their ways into your life and become a habit that happens by default rather than you choosing it so if you've got habits that are really not good for you or for others whether it's food or drinking or other indulgences whatever they are it could also be things like habits of gossiping you know talking about people what other people are doing or what they're not doing or overdoing the amount of time that you spend on Facebook during your work hours or just generally any of those things could be things that you decide that you want to quit doing and once you realize that you want to make a change you want to become a quitter which is what I'm playing the game in my head is that I'm going to be a better quitter uh, there's a couple of ways that you can go about quitting one is you can do the cold turkey rip it off like a band-aid just say that's it from this moment on I'm not doing that thing anymore 
and you can just go about replacing that with some other habit or you just you snap into it and I've seen this happen with certain people where there's a decision that's really made in their mind and it's just it's not a question anymore it's just done that's one way you can do it the second way that you can do it is what is sometimes referred to as the habit hijack which is where you catch yourself about to do the thing or in the middle of doing the thing and you use that as the trigger to stop and that can be uh, challenging sometimes especially with habits that are quite entrenched but you can just use that as a leverage of every time you notice that you're about to do it or doing it you just stop and that's the the uh, handbrake if you like and the third way that you can do it is to make a plan and I'm a bit of a planner so that one's probably most of the time my favorite sometimes I do the cold turkey um, but making a plan is really taking a bit of a project management approach and I'm very grateful to my friend Lisa who uh, taught me a lot about project management and one of the things that she used to say was that in effective project management you go slow first so you can go fast later and so when you're trying to quit something whether it's a job uh, it's an aspect of your work life or your business or a uh, physical or emotional habit you can make a plan about what it is that you want to do instead and then you implement from there so regardless of which approach that you take there's five kind of steps for you to go through step one is to actually decide that you want to quit whatever the thing is because sometimes we just play around with the thought about it or the implication of the should word oh I re yeah I really should stop doing that or I really should start doing this instead whatever it is but you need to get to a point where you actually make the decision so that you can be in integrity with yourself about that decision so that's step one step two is taking some kind of action that really confirms that you've actually decided I think it was Tony Robbins or someone used to say that the only way you know that you really have made a decision is when you take some sort of aligned or different action that until there is different action you haven't really decided and committed so you want to think about what that little action might be the third step is make some sort of plan and it might just be that the plan is you've committed to go cold turkey or the plan is that the next time you go to do that thing open that packet of twisties or um, say yes to a project that's coming your way even though you've been trying to do less of that kind of work or whatever it might be make some kind of plan then step four tell somebody else because there's been a lot of research that shows when you have external accountability that you've declared that this is something that you are wanting to change or stop doing then you have a different sort of leverage rather than it just being in your own head step five create some kind of checkpoints so that you can notice the progress that you're making along the way because one of the things is that uh, again from one of my coach trainings they used to say was that the biggest hurdle in creating change is actually accepting that you have changed and the way that you accept that you have changed is by noticing the progress that you're making checking in with yourself at certain intervals to say well how well have I been going what's happened since the last time I checked in or what's happened this week what have I done differently this week that was uh, action aligned to this new commitment that I've got made to myself and step six is keep taking action do one thing daily 
towards the new outcome, the new habit, the new plan that you've created. If you're wanting to get a new job, what are you doing each day that is helping you move towards that? And that links back to what's the plan that you've got in place to transit from where you are to where you want to be and how are you taking those steps? Are you having the conversations that you need to have? Do you need to create some sort of content, whether it's a resume or it's a program outline of something that you're wanting to work on, a proposal? What's some small steps of actions that you're taking that show you that you're committed to creating this new reality? Because that's being a proactive quitter, if there is such a thing, where you've actually let go of the old thing because you're making progress towards the new thing. So they're the six little steps. So the thing is, how you spend your time is your life. So when it's time for you to move on, it's time for you to move on. And you can do this respectfully and graciously without carrying the guilt. I had a conversation with a friend just last night who's in the process of, it looks like hopefully she's going to get a new job. And she's already grappling with the guilt of the impact of her leaving on her current employer, regardless of the things that haven't been going well in that role or where she's underutilized, we can use that overrated emotion of guilt as an excuse for not moving forward. But all it is, is a little fear handbrake that's jumping up. So you've got to say yes to you by saying no to other staff. And yes, other people may be impacted by the decision that you're making to quit something, but you can still do it respectfully. And in fact, you need to do it because staying on or continuing to do something that actually is not working for you anymore is actually a disservice to you and to others who are actually impacted by you not being in full alignment with who you really are and who you want to be. Because when you say no to something, which is really what you're doing when you quit doing something, when you say no to that, especially something that you've done for a while, you're actually growing. You're starting to say yes to something else. And that's where you want to be on that edge of growth and challenge through changing the direction, pivoting the direction that you want to go. That's what life I think is all about loving your work and bringing your best self to the party. What do you think? Do you have something that you think it's time that you quit or at least started making a plan to quit? Be a better quitter. Come to the party with me. And if you know anyone who you think might need to quit something or would benefit from listening to this podcast, please just share it with them so that they can join the better quitter bandwagon with us. And if you've got any thoughts or there's something that you know that you want to quit or you've got questions about how to go about it and you want some people to be in your corner, to be your cheer squad, then come and connect in the closed Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group with some really great, cool people in there. So come out, hang in there with the COU crew and I look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for listening to the Transit Lounge. If you liked it, please do me a favor and leave a review so I can keep doing more episodes for you. And come and say hi in the private Facebook group, The Transit Lounge, being CEO you in the business of your life. I really look forward to connecting with you there. And until then, 
do whatever you can to create a future that you will love through the choices you make today.